0: Hello, everyone. This is Tim. Welcome to the Connorson Thought Factory. We're going to be sharing some more work. Um, trying to do as many podcasts as I can. Sorry, I've been away so long. There were some um, Easter celebrations, some wolf attacks, <laughs> and some other things. But we're um moving forward. Today, I'm going to be talking about uh. A series I created called New Dystopia. Obviously, we're living in dystopian times and I'm going to capture that. I'm going to be creative. Creating these series and these writings and these things keeps me sane and it also gives me content to produce to help other people to maybe be sane and to come out of it. Um, I'm working on a new um, periodical now called... Um, Are You Insane? A Guide Out of the Madness. And I'm about three or four essays in on the first one. And that's going to be an ongoing additional, um, there'll be second edition, third edition, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think I would probably just sell it as like, sort of like a blog. Um, uh, I'm not sure. What I'm going to do at my Etsy store yet, if I'm going to keep it and just sell the rights to my scripts on that, um, we have to see. Because I joined another platform where they're supposed to let you upload your scripts and sell them or to get work. or And I already put some stuff up as a, to get work as a script writer. Hopefully that'll work out. We'll see. How that goes, but like I said, we're, I'm talking about new dystopia, and I wanted to, to write something about a dystopian situation where I think this thing ends up how we're doing it when 2020 hit and we did a great reset and we were getting stimulus packages. I envision the society that a lot of the ruling class was envisioning where. It was okay that you were going to be laid off because you were getting a one thousand to fourteen hundred dollar stimulus every month, or maybe a fourteen hundred dollar stimulus every quarter, and you were getting um, food pantries um, at a high level consistently. And, and there were food pantries in 2020 and, or you were going to get, um, a mass of federal vouchers for housing and different things like that. So you will be getting the resources, but the vouchers would be going straight to landlords, which probably I thought would be more of the case. But then when they gave us stimulus packages, I said, oh, man, well, maybe they're going to give it directly to us. It'll end up in the landlord's hand eventually anyway. Um, But we got neither one of those. Um, I'm on the list for a voucher. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they gave them all out or what, but I'm on the list in New York City. So um, when that happened, I said, oh. And, um, my wife said, nah, they're not going to do all of that, Tim. They're not going to do all of that. And I said, yeah, but this is what the ruling class wants, or at least part of it. I know they were warring with another faction, but it turns out the masses of us didn't want to move on. We don't get it. We're attached to our jobs. We think they mean more than what they do. And, um, so, um, We're stuck with what we have. Uh, I still think eventually you're going to have to move toward something like that. Because part of the society has reset. And the other part is just sitting, suffering. And it's causing a great amount of um, bitterness and anger. And it's causing a great amount of violence. Both inflicted to people and to... um, people to themselves and people to the people around them and people to the people across town. So, um, we are going to sink into a dystopian. So, in my, in my show, in my series, New Dystopia, um, it's a mixture. There's some technology, but most of the society has simply collapsed. There is a section where... The people who had some money and some resources, they stay behind a wall and the rest of us live or the rest of the people live out here But you know I would be on the out, on the outside. So it starts off with someone riding a train and we still have all those things, the subway and the thing, but it's just a little different. Um, you pay with a device. There's no turnstiles and things like that. And there's a woman... Um, And this is based on a real woman. I call her zombie woman in the show. But she shuffles through the train and she looked like a zombie. I think I saw her on the A train in New York City. And she um, asks for money. And people give her money by um, transferring from our devices or their devices to hers. And she is kind of a, a legend tourist site. Tourists like to come and look. Um, tourists like to come and see her when they see her. Oh, they give money to the zombie to the zombie woman. so she's kind of a fixture. In episode two, they show um, another character, Bubba Brown, who I didn't know somebody named Bubba Brown. We used to call him Bubba. It was a nickname, of course. And shows how he lives outside. He basically takes scraps thrown away by the people who live inside the wall. They waste a lot. And he builds and makes new things. He also gets um, some deliveries. And here deliveries are done. So you still have services where you order online and deliveries come, but they come via drone and you have to be outside to get the drones. So that's that. I'm laying out how the society is. they I not you inside the wall, right? Show you what the people are like. It's basically petty bourgeois life. Um, people living their apartments, you know, tall and things like that and they make it so that you can do your own repairs because you got to remember when you're walled in like that, you can't, you obviously can't open up too much to the outside world, which would be doing the repairs. So a lot of the stuff is self-repair, repairing. Um, again, there's all kinds of technology in here. So things are still going on. It's not a complete they collapse. There's a section where one of the guys in behind the wall is running out of resources because he was a landlord and he comes outside to try to claim some of his property and runs into a situation because outside the wall, no one owns property. You get a room and that's your space and you're responsible for it, but nobody really owns the building. And they have like traps and things set up that only they know how to get in and out of the buildings. And so, this guy is sent back home. Um, we go back inside the capital, And we show that there are workers still inside the wall. Servants. And we show one of the servants. Um, and she goes and deals with a merchant that lives inside the wall. Uh, so... That's episode five. In episode six, we deal with outside the wall. there's a museum. The museums are still in place, but instead of what we have now where you go and you pay a price at the front desk and you can enjoy the museum, every museum is, the museum is sectioned off. So the Chinese art section is, is, is maintained by Chinese citizens, um, and the Egyptian is done by um Comitian, um Afrocentric citizens. The and the Egyptians mix so it's like that. The Greek art is run by Greeks. So if you want to go to each section you pay a little bit to those people to go to each section. So basically the people have taken over the museums and they run them to their benefit. There is no cash or coins. Everything's done through the devices digitally. And one of the characters, Tim, I name him after me. I have a hard time with names sometimes. He meets up with another character. And they, the other character really wants to go at the person, at people behind the wall. And Tim is like, ah, the deal was once they was behind the wall, we left them back there. And we live how we want to live outside the wall. And we're trying to develop our society outside And let them live behind. From Tim's perspective. The people behind the wall. Even though they have a lot more creature comforts. They're trapped like rats. And the rest of us are free. Uh, Then we have something inside the wall. So we go back and forth. And they have something called Civics Day. Where they celebrate being behind the wall. And they. Part of the celebration. Is to throw things over the wall. So that junk and garbage so that the outside people can well just to throw it over the wall to show that hey um, we can do this and sometimes Bubba Brown takes some of that stuff and uses it things like that um, in episode eight they want to do an expansion people are growing inside the wall having children so they want to do an expansion I think maybe like maybe 300 feet to make a secondary wall. And so, they start doing that. But there was a deal, and that breaks the deal. So um, they meet to discuss this expansion. Of course, the guy who had the land, who was the landlord, he wants to expand because he needs resources to stay behind the wall. In episode nine, we get the response. Tim has to meet with people in his community. Then he goes to meet with um, leaders from different um, neighborhoods. You would say so they have a little council, and what is going to be their response to the expansion? And the expansion is basically um, fill the barbed wire so that the people, the workers, can work inside. So they came out three, four hundred feet, put a fill the barbed wire around. And they're working inside that barbed wire. And so they go through the meeting. Tim returns to his community because he lives lives closest to the petty bourgeois people inside the wall. His community is right there. So he kind of has, he's on the front lines, but they have to meet the council and everybody has to provide to support him if they're going to go to war. They drag the barbed wire away and impede the building of the expansion. And then we go back inside the wall and there's a meeting for people inside. The, oh, no, wait a minute. Yes. So, yeah, they, they drag the barbed wire away. That's their response. And try to impede the building. And, then, and in this episode, it talks about how they really go at them. How they um, drag it out. So there's a lot of action in this one. Then. um, That ends it. But inside the wall. They they don't respond really well. Because they need the expansion. And so it ends. The series cliffhanger ends with. There's going to be. War, and I'll see if I do a second season, but we'll see, we'll see what happens, I'm working on so much right now, so that's New Dystopia, I also wrote in my non-fiction, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, I used my essays from A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens on any income economic inequality, and I wrote a book, I put them together in a book called Well, the oligarchs are killing everything, so I'll read you the first essay, Money is Not Everything. Oh, before I say that, if you want to support this podcast, please go to the links, give directly, or become a sponsor, and I'll read a commercial for you and add you as a sponsor. Money is not everything. Citizens of the United States believe that money equals security, and it is easy to confuse the two because this society bases so much of its functioning on economics. We need money to accomplish anything in this society, but that was a decision made by a group of people and accepted by the rest of us. Our dependence on economics has continued because we agreed that it should be, mostly because we were born into a society that functioned this way. In the year 2020, many people were living without paying rent or mortgage and getting most of their food from free pantries. One of the questions of 2020 is, should billionaires exist? We are changing what money means to our health. Charles Dickens tried to tell us that money is not the alpha and omega of human experience. Quote, don't be cross, uncle, said the nephew. What else can I be? Returned the uncle. When I live in such a world of fools as as this, Merry Christmas, out upon Merry Christmas, what's Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills without money, a time for finding yourself a year older, but not an hour richer, a time for balancing your books and having every item in them through a round dozen of months presented dead against you. If I could work my will, says Scrooge indignantly, Every idiot who goes out about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should, page four. Um, that's page four of um, this particular uh, work. And I give all the citations. Dickens shows us what happens to people when they, they put large portions of their energy and lives into money. These people lose their connection to their families and communities. A wealthy person can forget that money is made of paper and metal, meant to make bartering more convenient. Once a person becomes captive to money, they can grow to resent those who have kept human connections. Wealthy people often lose the ability to understand how people who suffer under poverty continue to love each other, while the wealthy person is resented. Bitterness unchecked becomes hate that can destroy people and sometimes whole nations. Quote, there are many things from which I might have derived good, by which I have not profited, I dare say, returned the nephew. Christmas among the rest, but I am sure I have always thought of Christmas time when it has come round, apart from the veneration due to its sacred name and origin. If anything belonging to it can be apart from that as a good time, a kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time, the only time I know of in the long calendar of the year. When men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely and think of people below them as if they really were follow, were follow, fellow, passengers, fellow passengers to the grave and not another race of creatures bound on other journeys. And therefore, uncle, thou it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket. I believe that it has done me good and will do me good. And I say, God bless it. That's page five. Dickens is attempted to make Jesus, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, Dickens is attempting to make us understand that there is more to life than money. Human beings need to know our place in the existence of this world and the cosmos. Belief is in a higher power through religion and spiritual practices as well as psychological and philosophical concepts. Human beings must think about our collective purpose, personal purpose, evolution of the whole and, and maintenance of social structures before we think about money money can be built into our society but our society should never be built upon money dickens also reminds us the of the importance of connections between human beings we are not simple pieces on a game board to be moved by the most powerful human beings must embrace our shared fate in this world and our possible unification to face members of another race. We should be troubled by the fact that our society cannot match homeless people with empty living units. We should be troubled that our society cannot match tons of wasted food with hungry children and their parents. Societies that accept the erosion of the quality of life for its citizens are bound for destruction. We have many phrases for the concept of obtaining money at all costs. We say it is about the bottom line, get the bag, get rich or die trying, improve our quarterly profits, etc. The United States has been driven by this money-first concept since its first day, and it has led us to collapse after collapse. The collapse of 2020 might be the last collapse before we are forced to listen to Charles Dickens and embrace each other in a conceptual way. And that's from the book, Wealth, The oligarchs Are Killing Everything. So, you can get that by going to, oh, myconnorsoncenter.substack.com, but that's in the link. Or you can get that, I think that's the, or you can get it in my Patreon. Everything's at my Patreon page. Um, So, you can do that. Until next time, please try to be safe. Um, there's a lot of violence out there on top of diseases. So please be safe. Please watch your surroundings. Watch yourself. If someone pulls a gun in you and wants want something, let them have it. You can always trace your phones. You can always track your cars. But you need to get to safety first. Then you get your items back later. Please be safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.